Well, wow, what a revival we had. What a time of meetings we had. God showed up in an incredible, incredible way, and his presence was uh, just uh, overwhelming at times for me as God uh, spoke to me. Uh, God disciplined me in some ways and corrected me and helped me to understand better his love and his grace in my life, and it was just, uh, you know, I so appreciated Lane Loman as he came, and he was open to the Spirit of the Lord. He didn't come with an agenda. Uh, he came uh, seeking God each day and asking God how he would have him to uh, share and what he would have him to talk about, and uh, he was uh, very faithful to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit, in turn, was very faithful to him and to each of us, and uh, as, uh, you know, the first revival was all about us setting aside a time and seeking first the kingdom of God, and as I watched the altars fill up every night, I realized there were so many of us that were engaged and we're seeking the kingdom of God first. Not, not so much were we seeking the kingdom of God first as we were seeking the king of the kingdom first and therefore seeking his kingdom and wanting to live by his lifestyle. You know, the great thing that was so encouraging to Gay and I is the love offering that we received on um, the last night. Uh, uh, Howard, our business manager, told me we had about $4,000 that had come in and and we were hoping for five thousand. We were hoping for five thousand uh, dollars, just because uh, we felt like that. As hard as he worked and and uh, the love that he gave us, we deserved to show our love to him. And we got seven thousand three hundred and fifty dollars in our love offering for Lane. And I just praise the Lord for that. I praise the Lord for Lane. You know he works hard. Forty-four weeks a year he travels, and uh, he's gone all week. And he serves mostly churches under a hundred, and. Um, and uh, a lot of those churches are smaller than that. And uh, he said that one church he went to recently had 10 people. And uh, for him to get a huge love offering was, in my understanding, was around $1,000 for him. And so you can imagine uh, the, the blessing that he felt in his life when you showed, when we showed him that kind of love and appreciation for his service um, and what God, uh, how God used him in our lives. You know, and, um, and uh, you know, also we don't want to forget those great meals we had either. Butch and his team that prepared those great meals each night. And, uh, you know, he took that on. He had a lot going on in his life, but he still took that on. And um, we might have needed Jesus' blessing on the pizza night um, <laughs> to turn uh, 100 pizzas into 200 or whatever. But it was a great, great time. Uh, you know, I don't know, maybe you're like me, but, you know, you've made a determination uh, you know, back in November when God gave, uh, laid on my heart, November, December, this, um, this sense that we needed to focus our church on seeking first the kingdom of God. Um, you know, I, I was excited about that, and as we launched into that and how God uh, uh, really uh, has challenged us uh, beginning, in the, beginning in the first of the year and, and coming up to now, this day, the revival, um, you know, I, I, uh, I made a commitment in my heart that I was going to seek first the kingdom of God. And, uh, and we met, uh, we, we talked, we have, again, I have a mentor that's 93 years old, a former pastor that we meet with a couple times a month, and we were with him, and he said, oh, buddy. He said, I've been praying, and he said, I'm, I'm concerned about you and Gay. I'm concerned because anytime you seek first the king, uh, you're in for a battle with the enemy. And... Um, and I can tell you, and you probably already know, if you've truly in your heart committed to seek first the kingdom of God, you come up against some opposition in your life uh, because 
you're taking ground from the enemy. And if you're like me, uh, you maybe have been in that battle uh, with the enemy. We call him the devil or Satan uh, over the spiritual gains that you've made around uh, the altar this month or in our services. And you know, anytime that we take ground from the enemy, uh, we make him mad as a hornet. I mean, uh, you know, and have you ever seen a hornet mad? Hornets don't give up. You know, there's a big hornet's nest, or it was a big hornet's nest down in the parking lot, not mentioning any names of who took it down. But, um, you know, I saw that thing, and uh, his name's Paul, but I saw that thing, and I said, wow, I'd hate to make those hornets mad. Uh, can you imagine that whole nest of hornets coming after us? And that's kind of what this battle is that we fight uh, with our enemy. He hates what happened in your life. He hates the very fact that you have chosen to seek first the kingdom of God, and he will bring every obstacle in your life, anything, anything that he can do to keep you and I from seeking First, the kingdom of God. You know, the, the people say, well, why does God do this to me? Well, really, Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly, but the enemy, our adversary, the devil, has come to seek, to seek, steal, steal, seek, and destroy, or destroy, seek, and steal. Anyway, he has come to kill us and take us out. He's like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. But you know, the great news today is that we have weapons to fight him with. The Bible in Revelation specifically gives us two weapons that you and I have to overcome the enemy, the, our spiritual adversary who wants to take us out. It's found in Revelation chapter 12 and it's verse 11. The Bible says, and they, meaning believers, those who have chosen to follow Jesus Christ, they have defeated him, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony. Do you know that when Jesus died on the cross, we, we, uh, uh, we don't talk about the blood maybe as much as we should, but when Jesus Christ shed his blood on Calvary's cross, there is power in that blood. The blood of Jesus Christ has the power to wipe away all of our sins, to cleanse our hearts, and to make it as white as snow. Yet yeah, that power of the blood, the power of the of blood of Jesus Christ has the power to defeat the enemy. You know, when the enemy comes in like a roaring lion seeking to knock you out or, or to make you doubt yourself or take back that ground that you've given in seeking first the kingdom of God, all we have to do is call on the blood of Jesus Christ because the blood of Jesus Christ of the cross of Calvary has power over our spiritual enemy. Power to defeat him, power to uh, knock him out. Uh, it, it, it's like a can of raid in a hornet's nest. Uh, he can knock that uh, power that Satan has over us right out of our lives. And also, not only that, but we have the power of our testimony, the word of our testimony. The Bible says that they defeated him uh, by the blood of the lamb and by the word or power by their testimony. Now, testimony is saying and speaking and, and sharing our story. This is what I. This is what God has done for me. I have committed this unto the Lord. God has done this for me, and we're sharing that uh, publicly with others. It's the power of our testimony. And every time you give your testimony, the, the Bible, every time you give a testimony, it's like putting a marker down. 
You know, in, in our church in Harrisonburg where we were spiritually nurtured and raised, we had old-fashioned testimonies on Sunday nights. And we had, we had set aside Sundays every month uh, where that month we would share testimonies. Testimonies of victory, what Christ has done in our lives. And, 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 and what a testimony does, and what I heard the pastor say many times, when you give your testimony, it's like putting a cross in the ground. It's like putting a stake down. It's like driving a cross in the ground, and you can look back over your life and say, no, devil, right there is where I put a cross down. Or right here, Lord, I put a cross down. And, and I, I put my marker down to say I have victory in my life over over the powers of the evil one, and that I have victory in my life through the shed blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. And so it's like putting your heel down on the devil and stomping him and reminding him when he reminds you of your past or he reminds you of the things that could happen in your life, we are to remind him of his future. You see, his future is in hell. There is a place prepared for him. And when we remind him that the blood of Jesus Christ has saved me and set me free and the word of my testimony, what we're saying to the devil is we're reminding him and reminding ourselves where we have come from and what God has done for us. And the more you share your testimony and the more we share that testimony, the stronger you will become in your assurance, in your belief of what God has done in your life as a believer. If God has worked powerfully in your life, there comes that point of sharing our testimony and claiming the blood of Christ over our lives so that, uh, so that others can benefit from that. It, it will remind you of how much God loves you and how God has worked in your life. It will defeat the enemy who wants to steal, kill, and destroy you and destroy what God did in your life and it will encourage others to believe in God and continue to trust him in the midst of the battle to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness as we seek his king. Okay? Amen. So guess what we're going to give you opportunity to do? Get it? The power of your testimony. And so uh, because we're online and we have an online campus, um, we're going to ask you to come down here. Bobby will give you the, the microphone. But uh, I know how much courage it takes to do this. And I know that there's fear. Now, courage is not the absence of fear, right? It's stepping out in spite of your fear. So I know that what happened here in those revival services, God spoke to people. And if you were one of those people and you would be willing to just share in just one sentence, that's all you have to do. Or you can even just come up, up here and say, praise the Lord, and that will be your personal testimony. And I know it's really hard, but here's the thing. If your heart's beating really, really hard, that's kind of a signal that you need to get up and overcome that fear. Okay, so who will be the first? It's always the toughest to be the first. Who will do that? All right. Good morning. How y'all doing today? All right. Um, my name is Marty Graham. I did eight years in the Marine Corps. And uh, when I was over there, I seen a lot of bad things, a lot of 
awful things. And there was one incident where one of my buddies got seriously injured very, very badly. And uh, once he was injured, I got down on him, tried to save him, tried to do as much as I could. And it got to the point to where we had to get him out of the situation, out of the fight. And to do that, we had to drive through a big truck that was on fire. Um, so when I did that, driving through this vehicle, I was literally inside of this wall of fire for like 10, 15 seconds and a Humvee. Now, to me, that's not possible to be able to stay in a fire for that long in a vehicle like that with the, the fumes and everything like that. And the only reason I survived that is because of Jesus. And luckily enough, it was about a 25-minute drive to the hospital, and we got him there in 10 minutes. The guy ended up staying alive. He ended up surviving it. And um, if we would have been there two more minutes later, he wouldn't have survived. It's not possible without Jesus Christ. And I look to him every day, and I thank him for it every day. And even the guy I saved thanks Jesus for that. So thank you. Praise the Lord. Thank you for your service. We uh, had someone this morning, a young woman that was in war as well, and so um, we prayed for her. We pray for all of everyone that, that has served, and we thank you so much for your service. All right, Petra. Good morning. Um, God brought our family here about eight years ago to grow us spiritually and bring them closer bring us closer to him. Uh, this week, I had a conversation with a friend on the phone, and um, it put some doubts in my mind. This morning at the 9 o'clock service, these doubts were put to rest because my youngest daughter gave her testimony. I was not here at the 9 o'clock service. I was at home, running around, trying to get things done before the start of the busy work week. God made sure I heard it because her older sister was listening to the service online. He is always with us. We just need to be still and listen. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Yes, she did give it in the nine o'clock, her daughter, and we've had some beautiful testimonies of what God's done in people's lives. And that's power. That defeats the enemy. So who's going to be next? All right. Uh, my name is Cheryl. My father was 83 years old. Um, and it's kind of a long story. And I'll try to cut it short. Um, he... On Monday, he went to the hospital for his knee. He couldn't walk on his knee. And um, Thursday, Christmas, Thursday, my father died. And um, through that, um, Christmas morning, um, we, I go to his room, and um, he's only wiggling his toes. He can't move limbs, he can't turn his head, he can't speak to me, um, and in trying to talk to him, I could see him trying to talk to me, and just giving me this look of panic, that he couldn't get out what he wanted to say, and um, I um, had, I, through the week, 
before before Christmas, I had prayed that God give me the strength to lead my father to Christ or provide someone for me. And 30 minutes after I walked out of his room, I come around the corner and there's a pastor standing there. And um, he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, Cheryl, how are you doing? And I broke down and started crying and he asked what was going on and I told him. And he said, that's why I'm here. He said, I didn't know why I was coming, but now I know why I'm here. And he went and spoke with my dad, told him how he knew me and so forth and talked with him. And um, it was quite funny. He said, Mr. Beach, I can see that you're tired, you know, and, and I don't want to bother you. And dad says, you're bothering me. And he said, okay, Mr. Beach, he said, I'm going to let you rest and maybe I'll come back tomorrow. And um, tomorrow pastor came, but um, dad um, was gone for some testing and stuff. So Christmas morning when I walked in, um, there was nothing, like I said, just his toes moving. Grabbed his hand. Well, before I did that, I went over to the window. The window was my favorite place in his room. When I would get upset, I'd go to the window and I'd speak to God. And um, so I went to the window and I said, Father, I know that we are supposed to confess with our mouths our sins and please accept my father's answers. He cannot confess. Um, so in any way that he answers, please accept that. I went back to my father. I grabbed his hand. Um, I prayed with him. I asked him, Lord, I, I said, Dad, do you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins? And he kept going in and out, and I said, Daddy, look at me. This is very, very important. And my father turned his head, and he looked at me the whole time. And I said, Daddy, do you believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins? Squeeze my hand or give me a smile. And the side that wasn't affected, he gave me a smile. And I went back to the window. <laughs> and I praised God and thanked him for accepting my father's answers and thanked him for accepting him into his kingdom. And within 30 minutes, I had walked back over to my father's bedside. And my father was moving his arms, moving his legs, moving his head, looking around the room, talking to me, and I was crying. And he looked at me and he said, why are you crying? And I said, Daddy, when you hurt, I hurt. And he said, I'm not hurting. He said, I'm not hurting. <laughs> Don't hurt. He said, stop crying. And I said, okay, Dad. So I went back to the window. <laughs> and I, I just thanked the Lord again because at that point I knew that Jesus had, Jesus had set up a residency in his heart. And I knew I was going to see him again. And it just made it that much easier for me to be with Daddy the rest rest of this time. And Christmas evening, Christmas evening at eleven forty seven, I was there to see him take his first breath into heaven.
Good morning, church. I'm going to try to do my best not to uh, get teary-eyed, but um, I also have a, my mom passed Tuesday of this upcoming week will be a year. Um, what a year. Uh, I, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know what really to say outside of God is compelling me to make sure that I share that regardless of what you go through, and I mean, we all go through things every day, all the time, um, finances, work, family, you know, we go through so many things, but this year it showed me that there is nothing so great that God cannot reach you intimately and take care of you. Um, I was my mother's caretaker for most of my life, and she was my caretaker, obviously. And uh, it was a very close bond. We used to call each other uh, Thelma and Louise. That was our little thing. We even got a little necklace um, she bought me for my graduation from high school. And it was a closeness that I don't think I'm ever going to see again on this side of eternity. And uh, it was really hard um, because I carried a guilt. Uh, and, I, and I still do, and I'm, and I'm still working on it. But every time that I was there for her, every time she had to go to the hospital, when I was at work, I'll take off. You know, I would do what I was supposed to do as a daughter to be supportive of her. But the, the time that she needed me the most, you know, I felt like I wasn't there. And this whole year, I've wrestled with that. And what God is starting to communicate to me, even now as I speak to you guys, is that he was there. He was there. I wasn't there, but he was there. And and like the sister said, I have peace in that because I'll see her again. So it isn't a goodbye. It's just a, I'll see you later. Um, and that's powerful. Um, you know, our pain sometimes is like, you know, God, you're dealing with so many different people and there's so many other people going through things that are so much more intense and so much more... Uh, greater the pain that they have is greater than than my little old pain you know but he cares about me and uh he speaks peace to me all the time and if it had not been for him I don't know how I would have been able to get through this year so I just want to publicly thank him like Gay said um I want to publicly let the enemy know that he is on notice that you know regardless of any attacks that he may do to me that I have a victor already I'm victorious already because of what Christ has done and uh you know, it's, it isn't going to work. And, um, and I got an angel that is, she's a fiery woman. So I know that she is up there raising Zane on my behalf. And that gives me peace. And uh, God bless all of you. Please be encouraged that regardless of what you're going through, he knows. Incorporate him. Talk to him because he cares about you. And uh, I can say that from personal experience because he's carrying me now. Thank you, guys. Somebody told me one time that when you give your testimony, it's like giving the devil a black eye. So you know what that is? It's like, pow. So what's happening here this morning? Ooh, that'll really take him over. Okay, what are we doing here this morning? I think you can do even just a little better than that. What are we doing this morning? All right. Hi, uh. You talk about your heart beating, okay? My heart's 
start beating from when you start talking about it. So, um, first of all, I want to say thank you to Pastor Buddy. Uh, he's been by me through a process this past year and the church. Uh, this past uh, July, um, my business caught on fire. I was woke up at 5.20 in the morning uh, to get down to my location. And I'd only been in business for about five and a half months, but been in a business for quite a many year, few years. So when I came down and my wife rushed down behind me, uh, our location was uh, had been completely engulfed. I had lost everything. Emotionally, it was uh, probably one of the craziest things, probably one of the worst phone calls I'd ever received. I've been serving the Lord for about 14 years now. And I can truly say that at that point in my life, I knew I couldn't fix it. I knew I couldn't fix what was going on. That weekend was a whirlwind. It happened on 4th of July morning in the early morning hours. And I'll never forget that weekend when you hear people talk about power and prayer there's power in prayer. And, but I wanted to shell up for the first time. And I've always tried to be encouraging to others that have gone through difficult times. But that weekend, I just wanted to shell up in my house. And I did. I, I, I broke down many a time wondering why. But I'll never forget, two days later, a very good friend of mine looked at me and he said, Mark, don't ask God why. Just start asking him what. What is it that he wants to do through this situation? I'll truthfully tell you, it was hard for me to ask that question. But I'll never forget that Saturday, following Saturday, I started walking around my neighborhood. I told my wife I had to get out and go walk. And as I was walking around the neighborhood, I said, God, I can't do this on my own. I cannot do this on my own. You're going to have to move. I reached out, started reaching out to different ones, and before we knew it, we had people from, I can't stop saying it, we had people from South Carolina, Georgia, all the way through to Kentucky calling us and praying for us and Pastor Buddy being there for us, just lifting us up in prayer. And I remember when I came to a church that weekend, that Sunday, it was hard to worship but that's all I could do. That's all I had. And I had to give it all to God. And I'm sitting here as a testimony right now. Seven months later, and Pastor Buddy just did our ceremony, our dedication ceremony on Friday for us. And it was awesome to see what God has done through this whole thing. And I give him all the praise and all the glory, and I will continue to do that. And we will face hard times in life of all different types, but I can tell you right now, just put your hope, your faith, and your trust in God as soon as you start to hit that battle. And I will tell you, he will do things that will blow your mind. Thank you. Okay, now what was that? Oh, that'll take him down. What was that? Yes. If the band would come on out, we're going to, we have time for a couple of more. Let's. Um, okay, so, yeah, my heart's coming out of my chest, so 
Um, and I was really battling about <laughs> coming up here. It's not sad. It's really good. Praise God. It's really good. But um, my daughter looked over at me and gave me her hand and said, you got this YOLO. So I'm coming up here. Um, I came to the church. Came to the church about seven years ago, and um, my whole family was saved here. And about two years ago, we moved away. When I was here, I was on fire, mission trips, volunteering. I was here a lot when I moved away. Um, we moved to Lorton and in search of a church and uh, couldn't find anything like Salem Fields. So I walked away, um, made a lot of mistakes. But God didn't give up on me. He, he keeps not giving up on me. He keeps bringing me back. Um, at the end of 2014, 2014 ended really, really bad, really hard. Um, I started to come back here. I came back here to a service, I believe it was the end of October, November. And on the way here, the enemy started to attack. Um, I got a phone call about a suicide, a family member. And from that moment on, he attacked my husband with addiction, my daughter, son and my health and he put fear and worry where it didn't belong and I struggled for about two months with fear about my kids and my health and my husband and my marriage and our finances because that enemy kept trying to bring me down I laid it all down I surrendered everything to him he showed me I needed to give him my children my health and my husband and I gave it all I gave it all to him and I put him first and from that moment everything's gotten better my husband's a work in progress but he's strong my kids are doing good my health is better and my marriage is getting stronger and it's all because of him and putting him first. And I have a peace now, and I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I'm not worried. And that peace is good. It feels good to not worry and put him first for everything. And I just wanted to share that with you guys because God is good. God is good. Hello, church. Hello. My name is Mark Cunningham, and I suffered a traumatic brain injury, which I was diagnosed as brain dead for the three months. I was in a coma, and when I awoke, I, I, I learned to pray again, and I prayed to walk and talk and do everything that I'm doing today, and God has blessed me today as he is every day. <laughs> And I'm so thankful to be up here praising his name. Thank you, God. Okay, church, what does that mean? All right, Charlotte, do you want to come up? Yes, we saw Charlotte a couple of times. Yes. And I just want to tell you guys, I love the Lord with all my heart. Uh, I've probably served him longer than most of you have been alive. <laughs> but that doesn't mean I've had my struggles. And I've been praying that the Lord would just use me and do something in me during these services that we had just recently. 
and I, I opened myself up to him, to him and his Holy Spirit. He came in a fresh and new way and has given me once again that, that unction from the Holy Spirit that I need to do the things that I need to do. I love him supremely with all my heart. What was that? You remember that, okay? You're going to need to use that the moment you walk out these doors. When you put God first in your life, the hornet's nest will come alive. And uh, by the power of our testimony, by the blood of the lamb, I'm pleading the blood every day of my life. And uh, I just want to share with you as well, you know, you may see when you look at me a very strong person, but I got to tell you, I get on my knees every morning and I say, God, I could not do this without you. What you see, I need you to know this, is the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Don't ever give me credit for that, okay? I want to give God glory with my life. And so when you look at me, know that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I call on his strength every morning because I am so weak. I am so weak. So you know what that is for me? I needed that. I needed to share the power of my testimony with you here this morning. So maybe you didn't come up this time to share your testimony. But you know what? You can do that wherever you are. 